we're just gonna pretend like it ain't happening. What what so do you care? And you can't be I, I shouldn't have leaned down like that because I already was drinking this morning. I ain't even gonna hold you. At 10 a.m. though. It's happy I was somewhere. In in reality, it is. I'm with you. It's gone for though. It's gone? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. <laughs> A whiskey sour love is just a conversation. Cletus and I are clearly tussling this morning because um, I already been drinking. I'm drinking too. It's just water. I probably should have some water. I haven't had water yet, but I'm going to get there. Good morning. How are you this morning? Man, I'm doing great, man. Close to spectacular. <laughs> I'm not fucked up, y'all. Okay. Anyway, welcome, welcome, Cletus. Uh, for those watching and listening, this is a brand new guest. You know, I like to cycle people in and out. This is an amazing person that I've met that is now a friend through. I'll try what? to find an amazing person. You talking about me? Oh, I'm, oh I was like, come on, on now. <laughs> I was coming on the show. Well, then you know what? The, what? How would you want me to introduce you then? Because I was about to just rave about you but no, rave on i'm all for the raving okay i was like this may like we're now i'm gonna say we friends i'm gonna say because we talk all the time whether it be a dm a live uh those are two that's basically the two ways but we find each other on on social media all the time it's really interesting yes and in la randomly whenever i'm there i happen to see you yes so we did randomly meet in real life at Kev on stages. Keep your distance. I don't yeah. even think did we not realize it was we were like okay. I'm like I, I think that's Cletus, but I'm yeah. not sure. That's what ended up happening. I I don't think I don't think anybody expected me to be at the taping. So I was in Nobody. town shooting Churchy, and um, so I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go by the studio to see the show that night. And so okay. you sitting in the back, you kind of in the chair in the back. And I kind of was like walk in, I'm standing there. And so like when you don't expect to see a person in a place, you don't expect to see them in a place. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. like Denzel Washington can walk in to your local Walmart. And if you're not expecting to see Denzel in the Walmart, you're standing right next to him getting bread. You know what I'm saying? And it's really <laughs> him. But you like, Denzel wouldn't be in my Walmart though. Like maybe in LA, but like here in Virginia, like there's no reason for Denzel to be in my Walmart. Okay, that's oddly strange that you say that that did happen in St. Louis when his son was. Uh, the house. No, no, he was like I guess doing like a scrimmage or something for the Rams when the Rams were in St. Louis. Gotcha. So I, I'm gonna assume that's the son that is now the actor. Yes. Okay, so Denzel Washington that really happened to people, and people were like. Man, that man looks like Denzel Washington, like he went to the mall or something. And people were really confused because they're like, I see this man that looks just like Denzel, but it was really Denzel. Right. So that's the yeah. that's the only that's the only way I think Beyonce and Jay-Z can go out in public. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a Jay-Z impersonator. It's a Beyonce impersonator walking through the mall. And then when they buy the mall, they realize it was really them. Yeah, um, that's happened to me several times with some people. I remember one particular situation it was i was working at Saks, and there was this white guy and like we were like staring each other in the face and i was like man he looks familiar but i don't know where i know him from 
and it was definitely the James right. Bond dude. It oh, no, it was it was the, the dude the he played in the one? Not the not not Sean that what is that Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Not not him. It was the one after him, the really handsome white guy. He was in a Thomas Crown affair. Mm-hmm. He was oh his so, name. Probably racist comment that'll get you canceled. All white people look alike to me. Now, and I know they say that about black people, which is the weirdest thing, because black people come in such an array. But to me, in an array of colors, like okay, colors, looks like every black person don't look alike. Now you can throw a beard on a multiple black men, and we can all be the same person, but we still end up looking different. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get it. White people, all of them. Are the same. I, I'm not even gonna hold you. Yes, I I am that person that's like, man, like you can look at a person and just be like, man, um, I I think that's Susan. It looked like Susan, and it'd be Amy, and I'm like, Every wow. Time. Every time, wow. all of them look exactly like all of them. Their meemaw. It's, it's, it's everybody's the same. And I, I participate in a lot of white activities. Uh, so, for example, well, I play pickleball. I'm huge at playing pickleball. It's, it's my favorite thing to do. And look at you. Look at you. The blackness in you won't even recognize pickleball. you like, first of all, you try to figure out why there's a pickle involved. Well, no. Hold on. It's the one, and it looked like it's a scoop. Nope. Oh, well, what's... Nope. Pickleball is is table tennis on a real court. So you basically play. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, I was just watching a movie last night, and they was doing that. They, they just did a movie about it. Jamie Foxx is huge. He just bought a league. I mean, a team that he's putting in the league. He's creating a league. He's converted his backyard. He's got pickleball courts in his backyard. Uh, LeBron James is one of the things. Wait, let me make sure I'm thinking of the right thing because this one that I be seeing people play at gyms, but they be hitting a wall like it's tennis. That's racquetball. Wait, what? I played that too. That's very white as well. Um, so you know, there's a lot of white things I get into skiing. Um, oh, oh, that that pickleball, keeping my credit not, up. That's not what I thought that was. I ain't even gonna hold. I so just imagine. A, oh, badminton. I've played badminton before. That's that's <laughs> that's got the guy. So for a comedian, badminton is great because you play that with a shuttlecock. So that's that's what it's called. That's what the little thing that you hit in badminton. It's called a oh. shuttlecock. Yeah, I, it's been yeah. such a long time, but I, I okay, I will say the one white activity that I oddly enjoyed, and I took a couple classes is fencing. So very white is fencing. However, the joy of like just stabbing them person, like yeah. Uh, you, and then so here's the thing so you like french stuff so that's probably like that's probably why you really like like french like I, you, all the moves in french um the french you know avant-garde and 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 parade and, and and all the words that you use when you fence and that's all french all the moves are french it's it's, it's dope man like i was trying to learn french and just so i mean french and uh fencing I, I, just so i could use the words on women <laughs> Come here, let me parade you, girl. Like yeah, you know, I, I took a, I took a, a couple classes and I stopped at, because my instructor was funky. I couldn't do it. 
and I'm like, I can't be showing up in the best antiperspirant and you don't give a f- damn. Like I, it was really, I just couldn't take it. And you know, sometimes smells like they make, they upset your stomach. So it's I stopped. Yeah. So I probably, I want to pick it up again. Uh, I'm going to find the time because I'm determined to also on top of the six goals, I only got six goals this year. I don't, I think that's doable for 300 yeah, and yeah. That's so many that. days. Two months. Yeah. And then every oh, sixty days, yeah. Yes, so I I feel like it's doable, but I please you don't do yoga, this, huh? You don't do yoga. I was throwing up. Nobody was funky, but every time I did yoga, I would be super nauseous and was throwing up. Really? Even like hot yoga? I listen. If I did hot yoga, I'll be dead. I would faint. I don't know if it's, I know that they say that sometimes that could be a, a form of your body purging, like toxins. I ain't got, to, I don't, keep nobody keep likes how throw, being, having to throw up feels. The mouth watering, the way that your stomach, like nobody wants to feel that. Nausea ain't what it is. It's not what it is. Everything should go down. Every, every, and it should stay down. That. Uh, and even, it don't feel good and then like it's moments where i was like damn like my i i'm not like i'm super nauseous i should probably force myself to throw up even the idea of that it's it it, it gives me anxiety and i'm like i'm gonna just lay down and drink this ginger beer and call it a night which is grown-up ginger ale yes it is but it, it yeah no it's ginger like- and ginger ale I, I, I know black people have sworn by it but in nine out of ten seagrams ain't got no ginger in it if you want to really change your life, drink ginger beer. It first, first of all, go put hair on your chest. Second, it's gonna knock everything out of you. It, it really, it really is. And, and I, um, I also keep ginger, like ginger tea, on deck because you just never know what's gonna happen. And I'm the type of person my stomach is, in my entire life, has been sensitive. So yeah, ginger, I, I keep it all on deck. Ginger tea will kill you too. So before you met me, I had throat surgery. I think you met me kind of like right coming out of my throat surgery. So I had throat surgery. So like um, when I first went on tour with Kevin and them, uh-huh. um, to hear them. So when I first went on tour, then I had throat surgery and I went back on tour with them. And Kevin- You had polyps? Yeah. Okay. So to hearing them were like, oh my God, like your whole life has been a lie. We didn't know what you actually sounded like until now. Because when I met them was before I had the throat surgery. Um, what did you sound like before? Like, oh was my it gosh, like- I really, I clearly had like the rasp, like, all, like I could, you could not. It was permanent, like, like I had a sore throat, like I was going through laryngitis all the time, so I could speak, but it was rough, it was hard, and um, so that was a, a terrible uh, experience in my life because a, the, when I first went to the doctor, I went to an ENT, and the doctor sent me to the oncologist, so the oncologist comes in. And he does, he runs and he looks, and then he's all disappointed because I don't have cancer. Like he was like, Man, he ain't got no cancer. It's like, man, I, I'm sorry to let you down. I know you wanted that check, but uh I appreciate you not getting this work. Um, second of all, I was not smart enough to know how they actually look at your throat. So when I go in to get my throat looked at, they're like, Yo, we want to look at your throat, we're gonna numb your throat real quick. So they sprayed the a spray in my mouth, and then they were like, Okay, we're coming in, look at your throat. I'm it gonna- make you throw up. No, nah, it didn't even make me throw up. Here's what here's what's the worst part. 
they sprayed a little spray to numb my throat. I guess that'll take away the gag reflex or whatever. So they come in. What and is the spray? I, nothing. Continue. It could be used for all kinds of things. Like if you got it all night long. So they spray my throat. My throat is numb. So they like, all right, we're going to go look in. I open my mouth up. They're like, no, no, close your mouth. And I was like, I'm, I'm confused because y'all supposed to be looking at my throat. Like, why are you telling me? Close? Yo, they go in through the nose. So they put the camera in through your nose and then back down your nasal cavity because that's the best way for them to see everything that's happening. Yo, worst, weirdest feeling ever. So I have had that experience. I uh, Well, they didn't go in my throat. Um, my my passageways, my sinus passageways have been giving me issues probably it's, it's before COVID. And so they took the, they numbed my nose, my passageways, and took a camera up. That's how they, um, that's how they took the brains out of mummies. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, yeah. And I, so it, they said I didn't have a deviated septum. They didn't know what was happening to me. Um, they just prescribed me a, a nasal spray and they was like, oh, take like an allergy pill. And I'm like, but who wants to do that? Like, can we figure out something? So I went and got a second opinion from a different place. Nigga, I found out I'm deaf. I'm, I'm, my hearing aids are on the way. <laughs> like, I'm having problems with my sinuses. It's because you're deaf? What, wait, what? I have no idea. I, it's so funny because I, I knew I had hearing loss. Um, just they they just confirmed it for me, and I knew I was like the problem is gonna be my left ear. It was, and then um the right wasn't as bad. But then in the middle of the hearing test, they came, the lady came on and said, "Did you have hearing aids growing up?" That yeah. So I was it was it was a mess. So I like take her down like the journey of like my hearing situation hearing ringing in my ears and i probably should have had hearing aids like my entire life probably oh you finna be the sexy helen keller if you, I... if you don't become if you don't become like the the face of deafness like and it's crazy because we deaf ain't deaf isn't even something first of all people always talk to deaf people like they stupid like no they're just deaf like they just have a hard time here i'm trying to tell you no like stop like, I, but here's the thing i ain't even trying to be in your face to read your lips no, leave no. me the hell alone i i've been practicing i ain't even gonna hold you like uh you know especially when you leave outside of stores and there's people always trying to solicit things to you I am petty and my dumb ass had fucked up and was on the phone when I walked out of the store. And I was like, oh, he was like, I thought you could. I, I was like, like doing like signing. <laughs> and Yo, then <laughs> people stick with you. Like he wanted to whip that one of them out, just be blind. True story, man. I seen Michael B. Jordan on an episode of House and he was a blind guy. That's a whole different story. And he'd been making the same struggle faces. Since he's been acting, <laughs> people love to talk about Carrie Wilson. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Why? Carrie Hilson is a singer. Carrie Washington Carrie is Washington. an actor. People love to talk about her struggle faces because her faces are amazing. It's like, but it's all tea. And and, and I, 
Pitty there was this weird shift because remember she was in Save the Last Dance. No. And then, okay. So I'm a grown black man. I ain't got no business watching Save the Last Dance if I wasn't in a relationship. I feel like I definitely went to the movies to see that. But there was there was this weird shift. I don't know where it happened in Scandal because it wasn't uh as pronounced prominent. I feel like they told her to exaggerate more. But the first and, season of Scandal, of, of Scandal, like the first two seasons, her face won't like that. It wasn't. So I don't know what happened. White okay. penis. Sure. I Black, black ladies, leave white penis alone. It'll take your face up. It, it, so now it's just like, like, I can't even. That movie that she did, there was a movie yep. she did. I think her Stop son. Got... Mm, couldn't, well, couldn't watch it. Too much teeth for me. <laughs> That shit was horrible. Like, that's all she did the whole film. It was like a I film I play. I, but, and recently Gabrielle Union came out and said that she was trying to, uh, I guess, like, minimize her black features, like, of her mouth. And so, you remember, you know how Gabrielle Union talks? It's like, my top lip is, like, very, like, mm -hmm. I talk like this. Like, so she said that's not how she used to talk. Wow. Now I got to go back and actually listen to Gabriel Union rather than just... So she, she like, like somehow figured out how to, like, just how, like, it's really weird. And I was like, yeah, like, bitch, you're black. You have lips. Like, that's what we have. It's a luxury. People are now paying for these. Man, paying you know how much my lips are worth on the black market? <laughs> <laughs> it's the most expensive thing I got. Speaking of black things, you brought up Churchy. Yes. I want to play a clip. All right, let, let's see which one you're going to shoot up here. Okay. Very slow. Oh, sometimes you go out with no overcoat and you just get what? Oh, and no showers get all on you until you feel it. You just get what? You get moist. You heard what I said, said that I'm moist. moist. Emphasis on the ST. Moist. moist. Oh, like a good lemon pound cake. Moist. moist. Oh, the showers will get you wet. Wet. Ah, oh, yes. Wet me, Jesus. <laughs> oh, be a super oh, soaker, Lord. I'm wet. I'm so wet. Oh, I'm moist. I'm just saturated. I'm saturated. Oh, it's all over me. Saturated. I'm saturated. Good Lord knows I'm saturated. Yeah, that, that's that's probably something my mom's not proud of. But <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. And what's crazy is that can't. So let me give you. Yeah, I did that. And. Um, <laughs> I'm saturated. Um, people gave uh people gave Kev like I they always tell you stay out the comments. I'm reading the comments. People are like man, Kev is amazing. Kev thinks of the amazing stuff. How does Kevin come up with this? I was like, it was me. I thought of that Kevin wasn't with me. Kevin sent me to a studio and just said record it. And I was Jay Z. We got it right in one take. Um. So 
a lot of people don't realize, like Kev, first of all, that that whole thing, Churchy, the series, if you haven't seen Churchy, go check it out. I play the role of Deacon Charles. It's amazing. Um, it's not just for church people. Like there are there are things that I clearly uh talk about eating butt in the series. You talk, I w- it's gonna get there. Yeah, that that's who Me I am. Butt. <laughs> yeah, I'm the eating butt guy now. So um I went to my son's school recently and the security guy was like, Hey, I don't I don't really know how to ask, but uh, I saw a clip on the internet. Is that you? I was like, yes, that's me. I'm I'm the man that won't eat my wife's butt. <laughs> um, but the but the gentleman who did the music for Churchy, like Kevin, first of all, shout out to him, man, for sparing no expense and getting all kinds of black excellence in that in that production. Um, the writing is black. The editing is black. The film crew was black. Craft services was black. The church we it's for black black people. It, it, it was for black people anyway. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we we blackened it up a lot. So the gentleman that um and his name won't come to me just because I wanted to. Kev texts me. He's like, "Yo, I need you to go to this guy's studio and record." And I'm like, "Word." I'm like, "I'm no singer, so like I'm a comedian. That's what I do. I tra- I comediate." And so we go <laughs> to the studio, and um we got like this three hour block for me to record. And uh-huh. I'm like, cuz, it's not going to take all this time. Like, I'm, I'm going to need 20 hot. I'm going to get this right in one take and get out. And um, so, man, he's like, no, nah, I like to get to know the artists and all this stuff. So I sit and talk to him. And, I, you know, and then we record. We have a good time. Like, we have this whole rapport. He records. And just it's just a good time. And then when I leave, I realize that this man <laughs> has multiple Grammys. He he wrote all the music for Israel and Newbury. Like he he is that nigga. Like it's like me going in Michael Jackson studio and not know like Michael Jackson. Dedrick Dedrick. Uh, now I gotta figure out. I'll look. Go ahead, continue. I got his name, but it it is it's so dumb. Like I had to call back and apologize. I was like, yo, my bad. I apologize. I had no idea. Please forgive my ignorance. Like it was, it, it was ridiculous. Aaron wow, Lindsay. wait a second. Look, wait a second. Aaron Lindsay. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, uh, cause that's 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 what's her face husband. But if uh, but you said if he, about, he, uh, he produced, but that's Israel. Like that's what's his Israel, face. Yeah, not um. You you talking about um Erica Campbell's husband. Byline husband. But then you're telling wow. me that this guy produces for like Aaron Lindsay wrote, wrote everything for he wrote all the great songs by Israel Newbury. He wrote The Best of Me by Marvin Sapp, wrote that. Oh, uh, wow. Like, yeah, like this dude is pretty much gospel music. And I'm in his studio, and but he's so down to earth, he's not mentioning it or anything, man. So when I get back in the Uber to leave, it's when I'm like, yo, let me look up this guy, Aaron Lindsay. I'm gonna follow him. He seems like a really good guy. Mm-hmm. And so then when I when I Google him and then it's like Aaron Lindsay wrote for Jesus and I was like oh my <laughs> let, let me call him back and let him know I apologize for my ignorance. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes you meet people and you're just like man they were really really cool and then you're like oh and you had no man. idea they were like the son of Christ like I think that's how people. I think that's how people had to feel like when they first met Jesus. Like Jesus walked through and you're like, man, we let this cool dude in, man. Like he, he had really nice sandals. I thought he was cool. He was right. down to earth. He had, I thought he was in a gang. It was 12 guys with him, you know, let them all in. But right. he, had later, man. he had the vibes. 
He find out he he really just went there and, and died for your sins. So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I um uh, I I I randomly um uh, years ago had um breakfast with um oh his name he's from Earth and Earth Wind of Fire. Uh one with the long hair and That's the all over mustaches. They're cool though. I've met them before, but you had you had lunch with them. I'm trying it, to. It, was just, it was just random. I was and I literally was just having a fangirl moment, just saying hi because I was uh, on my breakfast break. I w- and a breakfast break is when you combine your 15 minute breaks and you mm. work with somebody. And so I went to breakfast. So <laughs> I was just sitting there enjoying my my breakfast, and I just was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And that's it because Earth Wind and Fire legend. So you got Philip Bailey, Verdine White. Verdine White. And I think did Verdine, I don't wanna I don't wanna Nope, he he's still Maurice alive. Passed away. Nope. Maurice. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, Verdine is still living. Yeah, that's Verdine. Um, hey, there ain't too many male Verdines in the world. It's not. And um, so that was really it was I, I like once I got past a certain point where he couldn't see me at the window no more because I, you know, clearly had to go back to work. I was like, ha! <laughs> it was so dope. But um, that's Los Angeles, though. That's a Los Angeles thing. Like my friend of mine, like I see Usher all the time in in Target, and I'm like, y'all, y'all got it different in LA. Like, is you expect to see people? Most of y'all don't act crazy when y'all see famous people. Well, because I'm like, the key is to you want to have a conversation and to get them and kind of engage with you. You don't want and you don't. You kind of want to like make make sure they kind of fall under the radar. I met Usher one time, um, and I was coming out the stock room, and I like hit the corner when I came out, and he was like right there, and I was like, "Oh, excuse me." I was like, "Man, what's up, Usher?" <laughs> like, did you, did you just did you just kill who he? Like, who what's up, like- man? Like, but inside, I'm like, "This the nigga that sings superstar." Like, right? It was what, like, what superstar. Was Superstar as popular before social media? I think social media made Superstar well, until he did that. The, uh, that all that uh, the high note. I'm I'm not even gonna disrespect the man's voice by trying to do it myself. But until that became like a little meme with him doing it live, were people really and was that really Super- a top ten Usher song before then? Uh, it really was. I think I really, but also different generation person that witnessed that album drop and how it changed music in real time. And I feel like there's a whole formula behind confessions. And I feel like it's a a formula that people don't often visit and don't realize how successful uh, it is. You can't take away from the success of Usher. But I'm thinking when you think Usher songs, it's going to take you a minute. Before Mm-mm. you get to a superstar, I, you nope. gotta go with when he first came out. Make me wanna make. Nope. So that ain't even good but see, that's when Usher became a superstar. And so with Usher's career, you gotta remember that he started as a child. He started as a child, and so we get a big gap. Uh, if we get a gap, because he had in so many ways is the first uh joint. So you get a gap in Usher's career. Because Usher goes through puberty. And so him also kind of going through puberty, I, I believe almost got him dropped. 
Right, because, kind of changed his voice and his look and all of that stuff. Yes, right? and so because he was working with Diddy at first, but once he, like, Babyface and them really got to, like, that's, again, last week talking about how the greatness of Babyface. Kenneth, uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Edmonds is. Kenneth, is, Kenneth Edmonds, again, Babyface. He's amongst men. I, and I've, I've randomly have met Babyface twice. I really be wanting a fangirl, but I'm like, it's always in public, but I would like to fangirl. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not worthy. Because <laughs> he's that great. He's that great. But Usher, when I think of, I, I'm going to well, be honest, well, I think for the most I part, I, th I think for the most part, when people think of Usher, people go immediately to the Confessions album. 8701. I'm an 87 on one chick. You remind I'm, me. You remind me of a you girl. Remind me, you doing. don't have to call. You got it bad. You don't have to Can call. You all help those, me. All how those, do all I those before? Hello. I can't take my eyes off you. See, I don't know that one. I didn't get I didn't take deep dive into the album, but I'm talking about just the hits. Oh. Just the hits on 8701. You remind me, you got it bad. You don't have to call. Just those three right there. Uh, no, no. You take. Please do yourself a favor and listen to the entire body of work because no, I'm, good I'm old ghetto, good old ghetto is fire. Yeah, bonus track, burn all these songs. I'm going with before superstar. Superstar is on the confessions album. I get that. I'm even going with bad girl before I go to confessions. I, I mean, I mean, no. You got a nastiness you into. You go. That's what it's made for. Thing. I have always been in my different love in the club. No, I'm telling you that, and that's not. Listen, I'm telling you, this is for me. I will never forget the first time I heard Superstar. Like because you get the the the. The, you get the pre, the we're gonna call it the preamble. You get the interlude first. Yeah, I get you all get, you get this goes out to you. You I can't stop until I see you, sugar. You know who you are. This is for my number one, number one. I'm telling you, it's a it's a, the lead up to it, and then you get ah, like it's come on. I just Superstar I just think so great. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing I ain't gonna it. lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. The 25th and I'm looking at the 25th anniversary edition of my way, right? You made me want a nice and slow, slow jam. Like there, I'm not taking away. Two things can be true on this. Superstar could be a great song, but it can also be a testament to how great Usher is, because it's not a top 10 great Usher song. For example. I'm a huge, huge. Okay, so first of all, my favorite singer of all time is Stevie Wonder, right? Okay. Now what he I, doing, I ran into Stevie Wonder at Apple. We'll, he we'll probably have, ran into I, you. He probably ran into you because you could see. We'll have a whole theory if Stevie Wonder can see or not on another episode. A lot of people say he can. So he can see you. So here's the thing. Yeah, it, it makes no sense for him to be staring in the mirror. I'm listening to lately, and he says lately I've been staring in the mirror, and I'm like, why, Stevie? Why is Stevie Wonder staring in the mirror? But you know what? To each his own. To each his own. I'm a huge fan of Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder is my all-time favorite. My all-time favorite group, of course, is Boys and Men. Now, there are songs that Boys and Men have done that I think are top 10 songs. But, however, when people think about 
they're top 10 for me. Uh Ah The Remix is a top 10 song for me, for Boys and Men. However, most people, when you be like, give me a Boys and Men song, it'll take them a year, year and a half before they get the Uh Ah The Remix. Not that well, okay, can you sing the hook of that song? Because the, the hook is just Uh Ah Uh That's I've it. I've never heard of this. Also, I've never listened to a, a full body of work. Five boys to men. See that, that that's just got to be the age difference. Because I, I don't see how you can enjoy Earth, Wind, and Fire, but not listen to the full body work of Boys and Men. Boys and Men's only the only gripe I ever have with Boys and Men is when they start to try to do something up tempo. They need to do all ballads. That's it. When they try to put a beat behind something, it, it goes wrong every time. Except for Motown Philly. When they just when they just focus on being able to sing, that's it. I'll make love to you, uh, 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 girl in the life magazine. They got so many amazing songs. They're they're amazing. They're that's, that's my favorite group of all time. Nobody nobody does it better. Nobody. Now I'm really trying to think about up up tempo like some of their biggest hits. The biggest right. up tempo hit. The only up tempo hit they have is is a uh, time Philly. Yeah. Oh, and you wow. from St. Louis, so you kind of a thug. So you are gonna prefer Jodeci anyway? Actually, no. I have never listened to a full body of Jodeci work, but also think about the. T- there were certain things that we technically could not listen to in our house. Like we got in trouble for going to Puffy's No Way Out tour in '97, which is the I think that was either the first or second time I saw Usher live because now we have My Way. I remember where I was when we got the My Way CD. My daddy dropped it off to my school. <laughs> so my brother, who's not oh, really my brother, was the sound man on that tour. That was a really good tour. No so way out. Was a really... When Listen, I was in college. What a time. We're off what the a time to be alive. What a time. Cause like Biggie just got killed. So they're like, moving past that. So now there's uh, Missing You. It's like this whole thing. Like I'm seeing Lil' Kim live and I was this Lil' Kim fan. Like it was it was crazy. So low key, okay, I, I was Lil' Kim for Halloween like in the fourth grade. My mom didn't know what was happening. And so she just thought it was that somebody. That a crime. She didn't know. Oh. Like she was oblivious. But like I said, we got in trouble because – she told her friend that we had went to this concert and my she was like you let your kids go to that and we were we went to concerts by ourselves like our parents never went to concerts with us and again what a time and i remember us like coming home from the concert and being oh, big one with the wretched That's yeah like we we immediately were on punishment Cause you had big fun, <laughs> you know? Listen, yeah. it was it was it what worth a time. it though, right? It it was worth it, totally worth it. How many people can say that? Yo, I saw one twelve Usher, Lil Kim, Busta Rhymes. Uh, who else was on that tour? It was the Locks. It was so many. It was like bomb. So how many people can say that they experienced all of that in one setting? Not many. Not many. But Not some maybe. people wouldn't want to. Wasn't Mary J with them too on that? Mary J was on that too, wasn't she? 
I think Mary J was on that too. Maybe she was, but I don't. I remember there are certain points. You remember the strong bad boy ties, Faith Evans. Yeah, I remember. I oh, so this, and I'm and I enjoy Mary J. Blige. Like we we people are. I feel like she's a controversial subject at times because of she can't sing and she's rhythm rhythmically challenged here we go so my friend said this last week because we dissected the the rolling stone greatest artist of all times list um i enjoy mary j i like my i like the dancing surprise she still doesn't have a boot line because she gonna give you boots i like there's there was an era of Mary J. Blige where I was just standing, like crack out. It? Crack Mary J. is good as can long as she's on crack or going through some kind of, of some kind of hurt. Why can't y'all let niggas be happy? I don't like when she's clean. Clean Listen, Mary. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you, she got this song uh, on her latest joint with Dave East. Yo, that album. Hella solid. Is she clean? I, yeah, she clean. clean. Happy Mary. She. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't. I. I. I, I wouldn't say if she's happy. That's a, we don't want that out of Mary J. Blige. I just need her to have something. You don't want to be in the dancery. Oh, that, listen. No hateration or holleration in your dancery. But that was about the oldest song off of that one thing that we was like, okay, cool. But your best Mary J was when she was smoking crack with KC, when when she was probably being abused physically. And I don't want that for her, but that's you, when we you listen. Her. Wait a second. Wait a second. So you didn't like when Mary J was like, uh, she had enough crying. She was like, no. the sex was good. More you had my mind. Crying. She was she was rapping. No, she went. She okay. went. She was in areas she didn't need to be. We need share my world, Mary. We need we need her hurting, okay? Mary J. Blige should not be protected at all costs. I know we say a lot of people should be protected at all costs. Mary J. should not. Mary J. should be exposed to toxic men and bad drugs, and that's how we get our best music. Now, as a person, we want to protect Mary J. Blige, but as an artist, no. Throw it to the wolves. Okay, I ain't even gonna hold you. I feel like that about Keisha Cole. I don't even like Keisha Cole, but I do know that she didn't pronounce the letter V in love. And that really makes me upset that she sung a whole song about love. There's no V in that song. Oh, love. That's it. You had to imagine the V in that song. You just hating. No, I'm just telling the truth. But that's also not my favorite song on that album. The, my favorite song of that album is not a single. So it's I've fun. never digested a, a... I've never owned a Keisha Cole album. I think Love may be the only song that I have, even in my Apple. And that's because it was like on a best of 2000 and something playlist. I, I am not a fan. I think <sighs> anyway, I'm more fan of her mama than I am her. R.P. to Frankie. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, she died like kid. last. She died like a couple years ago. My bad. Peace out, Frank. Tell my yeah, mom. Unfortunately, she. Uh, I believe it was might have been drug related. So uh, anyway, I'm not. I'm not doing this. Like I just feel like <laughs> I feel I. I I feel like what happens with artists sometimes 
is that they I'm not going to say it's necessarily that they happy. It's just like, I feel like there's pressure from like studios for them to give us something different. And I'm like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I think, so I think, so here's one of the things I really do, really do believe about the music industry and that I really noticed. So usually when you have your best artists, especially when you start talking about like a lot of your R&B artists, mm-hmm. their best albums are when they're doing songs that someone wrote for them. So you yeah. come in and you allow Babyface to write you a whole bunch of hits. Mm-hmm. You come in and let Pharrell do a whole bunch of hits. And you have these hits and these songs are amazing. And your albums do great. And you don't make any money because everybody else wrote the songs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so the artist says, I decided to have more control of my career. I wanted to do more stuff. And some artists are not writers. You clearly are a singer or an artist, but they decide that they want to do their own music because they want to try to get those residuals. And a lot of times that's when you see them fall off a cliff. You be like, hey, man, stick to letting somebody write the songs. You sing them. Get your get your performance pay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You just don't need to wake up on Mondays and get a check. It's just not going to happen for you. Um that's that's just not gonna happen that you're not a writer um put in or a- i mean for real but here's the cool thing about now i'm pretty sure there's a hierarchy of how everybody gets paid correct but baby come in there and sit with them and write the track add add a line or two line in. Get a credit put like a line i really in. as much as i love beyonce all that i feel like that's what be happening sometimes because when you think about when we got the verses, the very first one, and it or second one, when you see it's like the dream versus like Sean Sean Garrett or whatever, and he is like it's like hit after hit after hit after hit after hit, and they all Beyonce. Yeah, I'm telling I was you, you better learn the game. Yeah. So my, learn the game. Kelly Price wrote for her. Her name's Kelly Price, but she goes by Kelly Nicole Price. Um, she wrote some stuff for like Beyonce. But Beyonce can't go wrong. Beyonce's not going to lose just being a singer, right? You know I'm right. Like she doesn't need the royalty checks because Beyonce, what they gonna pay her? What whatever million to come do a concert in Dubai? I think it's like twenty million they're gonna give her to come do do one show in Dubai. Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous. So like she's she's grown so high, she don't need all that other stuff. But yeah. when you start looking at some of the the uh, like one twelve. If you look at where one twelve started to fall off. Is when they was like, no, nah, we don't want Puffy to get get writers and stuff. We'll take control of our creative. Well, juice. because were they? Because here's the issue: were they really getting paid? No, and that's what they wanted to try to do. They wanted to try to get paid. They wanted. To, they looked. There is something about seeing you doing all this hard work and everybody reaping the benefits of it. And yeah. I, I've never been. I'm a comedian. Like I, I get all of me. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't write yes. now. You okay, John Legend, we got it. Higher level, who who do. Like Kevin Hart has writers, and it's hard to be able to be like, I wrote that for Kev, and you see, like, there's a little bit of you that dies every time he tells that joke. Like, if you write for Kevin Hart and he's and it's the killer, you know, like, like whoever wrote you gonna learn today. <laughs> Can you imagine being I you mean, the one I, who wrote? I'm gonna say this. You, it's it's kind of an egotistical thing, but for me, I'm like. As long as the check clears, but and I'm like, but, it, but but here's the thing: it's like, I, I think my question would be, is was the check enough? 
Like, what was, the, what was the amount? Because, like, what are you getting paid as a writer? But those are things being creatives and understanding that process behind the scenes. I, w- I was explaining to Pat the other day. I was like, as much as I like being in front of the camera, I also like knowing the ins and outs of being able how to see how things are put together because sometimes people get paid more. Oh, absolutely. There's people. Yeah. So it, they, it, they get it, to it have their life. Yeah. They get to have their life. People don't know them when they go out. You know, sometimes like they get to have their life. Sometimes, sometimes. Like, a lot of times people, I mean, now we're we're in a more of an information society where people can find out stuff and they can feel, oh, that's the writer of, but for the most part, people don't care about writers. So like, I, and I, yeah. and if I say stuff, there's a little bit of me that, that died, whatever, what comment I make. So one of the, um, I did some writing for All Deaf. Um, okay. I did some writing for All Deaf. And when they were doing the, um, the dad jokes, right? So um, I would get a call. First Cab asked me, then Denzel. Uh, not Washington. There's also Denzel that works for all deaf. I don't know Denzel. I know, I know him. <laughs> yeah, so you know Denzel. I don't want people to be listening. Yeah. Oh, he feel like he know Denzel. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I know, I know Denzel. So one of the one of the most viewed dad jokes ones is they had dorm tainment, right? Yeah, and they do theirs. I wrote on that on that thing at least fifty to sixty percent of the jokes they told on there. With jokes that I wrote, right? Uh-huh. I'm watching people be like, "Oh my God, they're genius!" Where do they come like? And this got 27 billion views, and I'm just like, "But it was me, and I got paid for it, and things like that." I had I, no idea. I, I wrote all this shit. This is right. mine. That's all <laughs> me, cuz. That's my brain. And so there's a there's a when you're at, when you're at a level where you're trying to get to that kind of notoriety. Yeah. So you say, I understand. You, know, you say to yourself, well, dang, I'm good enough that people would would love it, but I I had to put it on somebody else's face and name and stuff like that. So it's a hard balance. And so yeah. you are with the check, you you do get the satisfaction of knowing, yo, I did that, but you also kind of want to be like, yo, I did that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like, but but this is how and why spaces like this exist so then you can be able to say like yeah i've i I did this or that was me and being able to get that notoriety and you know being able to like yeah you know um john legend just did it like it's so funny because i called you john and when you said because it's all of me i said okay john and you missed the joke but it's okay it went over your head and uh yeah john so the john legend thing is great when he'd be like that was me too and he starts singing. He's like, you remember that? And he was like, I'm calling. Yeah. That was but see, me. But, but John Legend is somebody. There are certain people. There's also a formula and theory, too, with this. Is that there are certain people that honestly, like you said, should probably stay in their lane. But I think what happens is, is some people, at some point, they want, they want, they, you need to see me. I'm this great writer and I, I I want to be in front. And so we see it happen a lot of times in the music industry because now the writer wants a face The currently a person that's currently successful and been able to ride that wave is the girl money long. And so everybody we've been writing for everybody for a long time. And so, um, but other people it's not, 
it, it hasn't worked out. Like the dream is somebody where it, it's worked for him. Uh, but Sean Gary is somebody that had Neo. You know, tried to Neo is another one, but it always it's more people that kind of like, okay, shit, I probably just need to write as opposed to trying to be this big artist. Because it also it's like when it comes to music and things like that, it's it, we understand that it's a package deal. And so it's like, and and, and music for the most part, they're very visual people because it's like, how can we sell you? Whereas an actor could kind of be unattractive or whatever. There's certain things. Boris Whitaker's been in the game for a long time. A long time. Bokeem Woodbine has been in the game for a long time. You know, I'm not going to say nothing because I I don't think. You probably going to meet all these people. I'm in Virginia. Yeah, I, it's not so comedians, I, I just, so they can take with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I, I, you know, you just so where there's more leeway, um, and music is really not because it's like not to reach to, that level. Yeah, that level. So like, I think that if music was played fair, mm-hmm. they played fair in music. Gospel music artists would be the most paid because most of the time in gospel music, you have to be able to sing. You can't mm-hmm. get by how you look. They don't care what you look like. Nope. Can you sing or can you not sing? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, where in R&B and stuff is like, do you look good enough that we can put you out there and you carry a tune and we yep. can make the rest of it work? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yep. Layla Hathaway, if we were talking talent, Layla Hathaway would be Beyonce. Beyonce would be where Layla Hathaway is. Not taking away from Beyonce's ability. Yeah. But Layla Hathaway is just is 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 generationally gifted as far yeah. as being a singer. Um, Michelle and Dege Ocello, uh, people like that, they would be the household names as far as singers are concerned. And you would never have the Keisha Coles. Not saying that Keisha Cole can't sing, but the package in the Keisha Cole made all of it work. Um, but the- also, but and see you and when you know it's it's like it's like the Tyler Perry formula because he knows we the average person that is a movie goer that is up on their oscar worthy films or or certain things he know they're not necessarily subscribing and so he he has that church realm and it's a lot of money in that that lane is it's so he he lives there you know the lowest common denominator and so when you start getting so, for example, damn, that's how time, damn. So, is that what I am, the lowest common denominator? Because I'm a Keisha Cole fan. Yes. So, I know it's your show. I'm not allowed to say it. No. So, here's <laughs> Nissan is always going to sell more cars than Bentley. Yeah. Nissan is always going to sell more cars than Bentley. Don't talk shit about Nissan and make them regular because I drive a Nissan. Don't do this. I do too. Okay. I'm like, please don't make me feel common. Cause I'm not. I'm not calling you basic, but what I am saying is, I don't have an Altima. Okay, so there you go. So you, so you a Maxima, so you, you know, you out there. No, I'm a rogue, kind of like I feel like that kind of blends in with my personality sometimes. You are a rogue, yes. Yeah. By name, so that's the thing. (laughs) Nissan's always going to outsell Bentley. So, and it's because they made it so that they're giving you what you really just need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bentley is looking at I'm giving a, 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 a there's a niche for Bentley and it's 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 in a rarefied air. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. The Bentley connoisseur can't even get with 
the Nissan. Like they they just oh that poo poos me. So the the Broadway the Broadway aficionado. You were humbling me real quick, and I don't like it here. Oh, oh. <laughs> the Broadway aficionado. I'm even real, and I'll be like, I'm pure cocaine, and you are making me crack. No, I don't you, like it. Crack is whack. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Here, here's what I'll say about you. You're not going to be Toyota forever, though. Nissan forever. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. your current status is Nissan. But you got Bentley in you, you know what I'm saying? And I can see, I can see you in either one. Like you're not a person I was seeing a Bentley and be like, oh, she don't belong in a Bentley though. Like I can see you get out of a Bentley and be like, that's yours. Like it fits you. You know what I'm saying? I don't see you getting out of Bentley and be like, oh, okay, so she driving for somebody today, or <laughs> that's her man's Bentley. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, people, yeah. you see them get out, you be like you don't even. And you got Bentley behavior. You got Bentley behavior. Now you can Nissan, you can Nissan, and sometimes listen, you you can go Honda if you got to. You 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 got some Honda roots, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> to be able to fit the full spectrum is great. But what Ty, Tyler Perry does with his work and is not taken away from him, it's Tyler not taken Perry, away. We not we, this is no shade. No, he's not even shooting for. He's not right. even shooting for Broadway aficionado. He doesn't care. I'm I'm only giving this to people who don't care what the wig looks like. Right. <laughs> you don't care about continuity. You don't care about none of that. Just throw it in there. Yo, yo, like I was trying to get into sisters, right? It was some scene that I watched and 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 finding out how he shoots. And I'm and I'm gonna tell you right now, if the opportunity presented itself, I'm taking it. I'm taking the check. I ain't even gonna Every hold time. it. But homeboy was sweating, and you just see it. I was like, so they didn't want to. This the shot. We ain't gonna. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. And editing was like, and Tyler Perry had some money to go reshoot. You, you, you telling me? So there's that stuff. And I have a friend. She is huge on sisters. And every time she watches sisters, she tells me this is exactly what she says. Yo, the acting is bad. It's not filmed right, but I love it. Sometimes, okay. So we like to call that um, low impact because there's some things that are just kind of like easy to watch. I don't know if I could do that because I'm like, this is, it was chaotic for me. I was like, I can't get past the sweat. So I never went back. <laughs> I've never and I know someone that's on that show, like a homeboy that's on that show and I couldn't get past the sweat. And you wanted to. That's I what, wanted to. And that I was, was my like, biggest fear doing churchy. I my fear was that we did something that I couldn't watch. Really? But I, but I know Kev is better than that. And I know Kev's work after, and I know mine. And so I'm I'm like, Lord, just please don't let this be Tyler Perry's. And people actually can't, and it's funny that Tyler Perry has now become an adjective. And so people came to me and they were surprised. Like people were really surprised. They were like, "Hey, I really thought Churchy was gonna be real Tyler Perry ish," and they were like, "But it's not at all. It's it's really a good time. Up. It's a really good time. I um, 
I have to catch up on the last couple of episodes because I was I got like tired where I was like, I'm not gonna keep doing this every week and, and being on the edge of my seat, like waiting, waiting, waiting. So I'm a I'm a binge type of person. And, and I I'm like, all I say is this, I hate when it happens to me. I know one thing, church, you better come back because I'm not finna binge watch this and this be a one season deal. That be pissing me off. So Kev. This can't be a one season deal. I'm telling you right now, they bought back a workplace comedy, which is like, oh my God. I told him here, I I told him, I said, listen, as someone who has a broadcast journalism degree, even if it's just one episode, y'all got to get me in. I could be in the field, like anything, like, and, and, and really giving the gripes about how like especially my experience we had a news show that aired on spectrum weekly and so you had to either you were either shooting you were an anchor you were producing like it was so many realms and level it's really chaotic like that like you know people have their personalities and egos and i would just never forget it was my week to anchor and i don't know why okay clearly the school i went to wasn't a lot of us but I don't know why they thought they was going to try to light the set and I wasn't on set. Baby, I said, so I, this this supposed to be over at what time? I don't have to work today. We can see until somebody, somebody fixed the light. I was like, you can't have, see the white person in my seat to light my black ass. Like, you cannot do that. We're not, we're not, we're not, we are not the same. We One are, of these things is not like the other. Listen. So I used to my hubris. Listen, I just want to act a fool. I want to go because and we were trained uh, to be like a one man band because like the industry was shifting so much and, you know, jobs were getting cut, uh, cut. So you would have to write, produce, edit, shoot it all by yourself. And that's how everybody that I know that's doing broadcast journalism, they like, oh, no, it's me with the camera. I set the camera up, put it down, light myself. Stop. They they got the remote control. Like, you don't see it on camera. Like, they might have their hand behind their back because they hitting pause, record. Yep. It's bananas. I I feel for y'all. It it was a lot. And then to know that you don't make money in that industry until you hit a certain market, like, they get paid like teachers. (laughs) And I'm giving y'all information that y'all need to survive that is vital information. And they... They Some of them don't even get paid as well as teachers. Like now that they starting to do like a lot of the freelance stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it, it's a, it's a, so this is how I'm like, this is how this degree is getting used. This is like, podcast. it's why social media is a, a gift and a curse. So like, I see so many people now. So like here we have ambulance chasers and then they just basically get famous off of showing up at accident scenes and and somebody just got shot they just happen to show up and people love to see uh it's the perverseness of man people love to see a train wreck happening and so yeah watching train wrecks and these people are calling themselves journalists and i'm like cuz you don't know what a journalist is you know nothing about journalistic integrity you know nothing about checking sources you know none of these things that are so important to being a journalist but we don't care anymore. So now we even take our journalism like we take our Tyler Perry. We like, yeah, it, and it's we know it's no good, but it's it's an easier watch. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's really, um, it's really crazy when you see that happens and you spent all this money 
like you have like even even the 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 Meg the Stallion case was a train wreck and if it wasn't for this one white chick that we call Megan her name was Megan but Megan the reporter reporting this is what's happening. This is not biased information. This is what the defense is doing. This is what the prosecution is doing. And they probably shouldn't have did like understanding what that means, where you have people saying the day before the verdict was even announced, like they had sources, which would technically would be, I guess, like witness, like uh, jurors saying, oh, they're going to find him guilty of only like one of the three charges. And then all these people went back and had to like delete the like the tweet the next day when the verdict dropped. But I think I think what's happened is that people don't like to do the work. It's it's how I feel even when it comes to religion, the Bible, all that stuff, where people can say something and misconstrue it, the information, because you didn't take the time to actually weed what the word said. Did you say and so weed? you can Did you say weed what it said? Breed. You said weed the first time whatever he created it so is is of the earth so but that's that's what happens so people rely on people to feed them information instead of taking a step back and being able to say hold on this doesn't sound right let me go check this out it it, it happens it's everywhere you know fox tv MSN, like all these different places and so it's really frustrating and understanding what happens and how i'm like they i'm like you can't say that that's that's libel that's slander like that's defamation i'm like but they're now because of social media because of how social media works now and how news cycles have now gone from like a week to like 36 seconds um even legitimate or what we consider legitimate vetted vested news sources msnbc cnn places like espn they are now competing with social media to try to get something out you know what i'm saying so when you have a tragedy or whatever it is they're trying their hardest to keep their ratings up to have it out before you've already made up your mind and you be like by the time you see it on the news you be like man that's old that happened at three o'clock i done seen that in 67 different angles by then and and so It, it's 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 become a vicious cycle man and i hate it and and more idiots are using the the internet every day like yeah. that's the the gift of social media is that it gives everybody a voice the curse yeah. of social media is that it gives everybody, everybody a, voice. a voice back I, in the day crazy was separated yeah and, and i um have and that's you know like in this realm that are navigating or understand how to navigate because of our our training so we had a kind of like a, a prerequisite to uh to this space and so we recognize and realize hey mm, that's not real that's a joke we understand propaganda you understand how people are influenced we, we've known that our entire lives where it, it doesn't consume us and makes us feel a certain type of way and you see certain people that are on like a, a academics and i'm just like yo like i don't i don't wish downfall or anybody but there are certain people like even there are moments when yes charlemagne can be great but then for the most part we know it's it's clickbait it sound bites and it's like you have i understand like you're an entertainer but don't then just entertain 
I feel like there's certain lanes that you just should stay in if, if that's what you're going to do. Don't don't confuse the two because it creates this space. It just creates a lot of he a headache and, and chaos that I really feel like shouldn't exist. But sometimes I get on, I'll engage with people, I'll post a clip and I'll go about my day because I'm like, not today. The danger um, of Charlemagne, the danger of Charlemagne and people like him is that Charlemagne is best viewed as satire. Yeah. Taken as the truth. Mm -hmm. And 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 most of the time, even during the day, he starts to feel like he is like he's now got to a point where he feels like he is the authority on things. He is the truth. He rarely uh, he rarely goes. Steve Harvey, the same thing. Like people. I can't believe that Steve Harvey is a relationship expert. Like people are really listening to Steve Harvey and he's telling them how to do relationships. I mean, oh, my the fact that that's a whole there's a case study for Marjorie and Steve Harvey that we need to like. There's a couple of case studies. There's a Stevie Wonder case study. There's a Marjorie because when you learn that even the history of her Dog. toxicity and so when you when you dog, look at she's like chris she's the black chris jenner low-key <laughs> really think about it and that's no sh i think Lori harvey is such a beautiful girl I, I really do like her family the kids that marjorie had like they are beautiful kids like but i'm telling you when you know you know and it's it's a case study and 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 that's but also i also think in hindsight that's probably really how people should show up for their kids. Like my kids said they want to do this. We going ham. Matthew yeah, knows, Tina knows their case study. It's like, you said you want to do this. All right, we backing this shit up. Hey, listen, up, people hate, up, Joe, people hate Joe Jackson. People hate Joe Jackson. But if we go on results based, I mean, he gave you Michael and Janet. Yeah. It, 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 it was a little off, but it, yeah. What 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 were your desired results? I mean, I, so I just think we we're in a bad place, like where Umar Johnson is considered an authority. And, and Dog, the, uh, yesterday Umar Johnson said something, and I had to. I was like, damn, I agree with him. And the fact that I had I, he's like, one in twelve though. Yeah, he's, he's never Umar Johnson is never completely wrong. Can I say that about him? Umar Johnson is never completely. Yeah, we gonna give him that. But he's not not except like he, the the danger of Umar Johnson is Umar Johnson will give you one fact, and it'll be so strong. Now he'll just build an entire fabrication off that old fact. But you don't know he's he's two truths and a lie. He well the cool thing actually I wanted to play that game with you today and then I was hustling and then I got dizzy because I leaned into the camera and I was like alcohol. So, <laughs> but Umar, what happens? Umar is the the level. I rem, um, we love Umar Johnson's confidence because that's the whole game that he plays. We know we're not never getting to school. We know that there are certain things that he says that we can relate to and understand. But it's the tone and the confidence behind what he says to people that really makes him um, kind of believable. And he has like his tribe of people that follow him. And it's a little whole tappy for some, a lot of us, because we're like, bro, what? But that's it, it's Cletus, you it, it it's like when how we crack jokes about you having to grow your hair for, for churchy. And I will look at you in your eye and say, Cletus, you tripping, you know, shaving your hair. I think you look amazing with your hair. Why why don't you do that more often? 
and, and it sounds believable, but we know deep down the side there is a whole mess. That's a whole a mess going on up there, and and so we we don't and that's and that's no disc. You and I have talked. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I I felt no kind of way. I mean, I mean a little bit. I cried a little bit on the inside. You call me basic. The, the, the lowest common denominator for liking Keisha Cole. Did so I, did not, you threw I, it. I, and I, I definitely threw it said you a full full spectrum, not and not even in the autism way. Um, I just you. I didn't know not, you were deaf. So, I, so talking about handicapped people already, I'm always on my way to hell. I had no I, idea. I already, I'm already deaf. I feel like low key, I'm on the spectrum as an adult because certain sounds I can't even take. I'm just. Oh, it's that's okay. also that's also a side of being gifted. Okay. I didn't know well, that until people, like gifted ahead. children can't take loud noises and things like that. Like it's very difficult for them. So like you being gifted that, or a dog. That, that, they're autistic. They're on the like the low, the low end of the spectrum because there's like people um that are clearly like functioning, like it, it's becoming a reoccurring common thing as people really understand autism and what it looks like because the the, the for the most part autism we only focus on people where it appears that they have like uh nonverbal nonverbal or they take them along it's delayed or all those mm -hmm. stuff. so that's where the focus is but a lot of us i think kanye west is on the spectrum oh without question yes yeah, so and his mama dying just exacerbated it and i think that she knew how to control his autism that's what i said his his mama knew how to keep she knew what his triggers were she yep. knew how to protect them from different yep. things yeah, but there's also demons and 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 Kanye. I I can't imagine. I mean, and I you know, and I love my mom. You know, more than anybody in the world. Like my mom, um, I talk to her all the time, man. So she's sitting in the cabinet in the living room right now, and I I'll go talk to her, um, all the time. I just brought her out the other day when I met Ilana Adams because I knew that was somebody you know my mom would like to meet. But um, I don't I don't know what the hand is for. We're not doing this. Oh, I mean, my mom was cremated in 2019, but she's still around. That's why I don't have sex in the living room, because she's in there. I got to respect, you know, what she's watching. Um, so sometimes She's in I, the house. You shouldn't be doing it because she's in the house. Oh, no, I've been doing it because my mom was in the house. But, you know, I'm not going to do it in the living room. I, when I was growing up, I did do it with my mom in the house. I, it's, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, listen, these these rocks got to get off. I'm not going to be a whole grown man and go get a hotel. It's not going to happen. not going to happen. And look, just... Take me to the king because this is just too much. But continue. <laughs> I would prefer to be at her house, though. I do prefer to go to the woman's house because it's easier for you to exit that way. When you're ready to go, you're ready to go. When she comes to your house, she can overstay her welcome. And then you got to be a bad guy and put her out. But see, I, that's how I feel. I'm like, come over here. Bye. Yeah, but see. Ain't no stay in the night. No spend the night back. Oh, man, I no. wish I wish more women, women would be okay with, yo, don't even plan on spending the night. Like, a good 30 minutes after we do, just to make sure another round. Once, we, once we've done all the rounds we finna do, then everybody go to your separate, separate. I really like my bed. My bed is mine. Like, I really enjoy it. But, yeah. you know, I've already got, like, alarms that go off and sound like phone calls. Um, and it's not, like, at 530. Like, my alarm will go off at 537 and sound like a phone ring. And I'll be like, hello? And I'll go out oh from us. Yo, who's this? Yo, stop playing. For real? Put that on everything. So Okay, Usher. <laughs> so I'll get out of there. I forgot where I was even going with this whole conversation. Mr. Uh 
are we really paying attention to Superstar? But continue. Okay. That, song, that is Confessions. I know it's Confessions. It's the same album. Yeah. I, no, Superstar, that won't, that won't sound bad, girl, though. Come on, man. I could do without Bad Girl. I don't ever have to hear Bad Girl ever again. Just like I never have to hear Beyonce's If I Were a Boy or Single Ladies. Single Ladies. And this is is coming from a stand. Like, don't have to have it. Don't have to also don't have to hear Dangerously in Love or Halo. So Halo, I I just, I didn't get the, the, the appeal to Halo. Um, I knew that You Won't Break My Soul was going to be one of those annoy songs. I knew we were going to hear that forever. Like, I knew that they were going to play that to death because that song is perfect for the LGBTQ community. Like, yeah, that, I mean, she's going to bump Cher out of the way in a while. Like, she's going to be more important to gays than Cher. Cher is dating a, a young black man. Listen. She's dating Amber Rose's baby daddy. Listen, Cher got something magical going on down there. I don't even want to come close to what Cher got. Cher and Kiki Wyatt don't want none of it. Like, I don't want any of what they got. Wow. I, you know, I just, I really believe. Hold on. Okay. About your mom. Can we just go back? Go ahead. Yeah, she's in the living room. What happened? You, you were going to tell us something and then you said that and then it just. You want me to bring on the show? No. Okay. But you were saying something along the lines of, look, I love my mom. We were talking about Kanye West. Go back. So here's the thing. There there's gotta be something like I love I'm I'm glad you did that. I I I know I'm on somebody's spectrum. I don't know which one it is, but I'm on it. Um I do know this. I believe there has to be something about finally living your dream getting your dream the person who supported you the most to getting to your dream because once you if you watch jesus and you see how his mama supported him perfectly uh, his mama knew all the lyrics to his rap songs she would go to his shows all of this stuff like if you saw all of that and how she believed in his dream and ultimately the result of his dream is what really killed his mom like if he would have been working at Burger King or just having a regular job, would he ever had the money to send her overseas to have this cosmetic surgery? Like all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't overseas. She was right here in Beverly Hills. Oh, I thought it was overseas in China somewhere. But in Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. Um, but would, would he have been able to put her in that position? And so now my gift is my curse again. Like my gift really is what took my mama from me, the foreman. Yo, that's going to kill your mind in a million different ways and she was the only one that could control him like uh he, he, listen I, I always feel sorry for kanye i like i do and i do think he's gifted and i think his mind works in a different way but i also don't always think it's right like people who really get behind kanye and be like he's a super genius i'm like i i need you to have a sandwich like take a nap yeah i, I think at some point it's it's certain conversations that we have to have with people and it's like dog like grow up i think that's always when i come back to it wear space boots kanye it's just they're space boots it it, is i feel that when you i don't fuck with the nigga no more because i'm like dog like i can't even it's, it's like it's when you have certain levels of access and you just feel like you are, I felt like at one point he did stuff 
that shifted the culture in such a positive way for it to end like this it's like dog but a lot of it boils back down to his ego a lot and, and like spectrum yes i think that part of it is a lot of it is ego egotistical he's a gemini i'm an air sign so i get it but i think a lot of it you have to be able to take a step back and and hold the mirror up and be accountable and just like say i yo i fucked up and even at the end of the day yeah you paid for your mama's surgery but at the end of the day it was her vanity that kind of yeah yeah that letter yeah, and, 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 and they but the, and the issue is that it, it wasn't she had been trying to get this done many people had told her no just right. because she having health issues so ultimately that's what got to kill he felt like he probably sacrificed her or whatever but you because, because you're thinking about it from the, the perspective my mom like you said my mom has shown up for me she did everything for me blah 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 this is the least that i could do but uh, any type of surgery plastic surgery even surgeries for your health are very risky like you could be in perfect health and things happen and it's just you know it's just unfortunate but i feel like at some point that's we you have to just grow up and, and be able and my sister and i we talked about the concept of death yesterday for us and and how we probably are approached we'd be like well shit happens like our mom died she was three i was six months so we've experienced a lot of death like throughout our lives like early on being super young and it's just like damn but and it shapes you though it, it shapes you 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 don't get over you don't get over either the experience itself or the void that's created in your life. I don't think yeah. those both shape you. You know what I'm saying? You would be if your mother hadn't died at the age of six months. There's no, there's no way to say whether positive, negative, whichever. Um, and I know you've had people who have stepped into those roles. Yeah. But your birth mother, that's a whole different perspective. And there's a, there's a different dynamic. Yeah. A, that's a butterfly effect that we can't deny. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. It, change, it changes you. And, and you... If your mom doesn't die when at six months, there's there's a very real chance that we don't we don't have this interaction that we have now. Yeah, you know what I'm because you may be in a completely different place, positive, right. negative, whichever way. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many, my, even with my mom, even just me being her child affected some things. Like I probably could have been a huge superstar, but my mom did not believe in that. Like my, I knew, my, and, wow. and we had yeah. that discussion. We I had knew, that, yes, definitely. And I think that it's just it's it's really it, it, it it's being able to accept it for what it is it's a part of your story and being able to progress because you know like i feel like life is always about progression and not regression and we think about a lot of the different situations that we've all experienced friends that we're no longer like the season reason season life yeah and and, and then you just move on and it's it's i I could say this. I, I wish him peace. I wish him health because mentally you are unstable and clearly you are not listening or you don't have friends that are able to pull your card. That's what happens a lot of times when you have yes people in your circle. I think there's a reason why there are certain people, certain athletes where we 
we we really don't see scandal or behind them because it's somebody that's gonna pull their car hit you with an acre acre yeah nah like like i think one of the coolest things about being a comedian is that a lot of times and it comes under the guise of playing the dozens of joking but a lot of times you got people who will keep you grounded there's certain things like i know i can't show up around to here and kev and tony and just be like this is what i got on like it's not finna happen there's certain things i can't say because they're gonna be like hey man no yep. you know and mm-hmm. even even some of the things that we are confident in they grow in our confidence like i i, I watch to hear um and, and if you ever tell them i said something good about them i'll deny it to the end of my days but to hear has a whole different level of confidence like to hear is not traditionally anything like we always tell to hear we like to hear you are so ugly but you photograph amazingly y'all not gonna do my brother i'll beat your ass huh and no, i pointed is it is it not true though does he not take phenomenal pictures you look you're like why does this dude photograph well he's fat he has no muscles he's he's completely freckled he's gingered he is everything that you teach. Not, you're not you're not you now and no you're not finna do my brother because i will i will get you robbed like let me go st louis on you real quick I, I but if they rob me they get nothing so all they're gonna do is become a better robber so what i'm saying is if he is a, he is a special olympian winning the regular olympics all the time it's amazing that he does it and because of his confidence i feel like i can do anything because of tahir how does tahir end up with y'all, a picture? you know y'all there y'all no reason y'all be teasing tahir honestly because he likes skin and you got some vendetta y'all got some colorism drama no. whatever y'all always, y'all always be quick to call out to hear y'all don't talk about nobody else y'all just okay no problem no problem a- ain't no problem <laughs> there's no reason for us to see kevin's nipples as many times as we do kevin's body is not made for public consumption yet his shirt is always off but we, it goes back to what we said about umar is if i don't believe in me nobody else will and it's a way that you just have to move through the space. And I just, I, I am. Uh, uh, you can argue with this dog. I'm walking off. I'm gonna walk off the show. I swear, I swear to Jesus and three white people. If you about to have an argument with this dog, I'm not about to have an argument with the dog. Okay. Y'all gonna let me live. This is me practicing to be a mom. Okay. This is night two where I have not had a full night's rest because the dog. You chose that. And- I, I did choose it and I choose to be a mom at some point. So just let me live. That's all. That's you all I'm, I'm, we, we did. It's, it's okay. Okay. I'm getting ready to go do another podcast. You yeah. are about to go do another you podcast. You just walk off and be like, I'm about to go do another podcast. I would have been like, and I'm going to see y'all here next week. Don't forget to buy your candles at stangeles.com, stangeles.com slash candles. It's so unsaintly, though. But the whiskey sour, the the whole libation concert, I didn't bring the libation, I apologize. I was already drunk. The the whole, the background, all of that is amazing. You I are appreciate on, My mama cussed me out about it. My mama, Lucretia, cussed me out about it. You on my list, though. You, Ty Davis, and um oh her name is right on the tip of my tongue. Corey. Corey. 
The three of y'all are on my list. Y'all oh, make it very, very difficult to be y'all friend. I say that all the time. Okay. I say we that all the time. And what, what do I? Why we? I still got four minutes. So I can do. Why y'all make it very, very difficult because y'all are forever putting out, and y'all ain't even thirst trapping. That's the part that makes it makes it the worst for me. Y'all are just naturally being y'all, and y'all always putting up something that I already know. I don't even want none of my male friends to go look at. I don't want strangers looking at because I already know the thoughts that are going through their minds. I just need all of that not to happen. And I'd be like, yo, I will fight you, cuz. How does this make you feel? I'll fight you, cuz. <laughs> like, fist of cuffs. I'm so oh, glad your rain camera was blocking most of it. Like, oh I, that's the kind of stuff that y'all do. It's, I wish I had more ugly friends. Cause you parade your ugly friends in any way. You used to be like, come on out, girl. We good. You only have to wear your leash today. But y'all, y'all make it so difficult. Like, you just don't even understand. Like, the number of times I've been in my in fights in my head over you, Ty, and, and that dang on Corey. Corey got Corey a hold her most. husband, so you hit her husband is going to. And we know that's, and like, we know her husband, all of that. We get that. But I still, so like, for my friends, and when I'm in friend spaces, and when I bring people in and consider them friends, like in real life, if I'm in LA, you in LA, like if you come here, whatever you need, I'm getting you and my friend. You ain't got to worry about it coming with no caveats or nothing. And like, I wish a nigga would come out of his mouth the wrong way. Like, you know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> and go to jail and do what I got to do. Like, I'm going to protect your honor. I'm Daniel LaRusso around you, right? So that's how I am about my friends. Now, if you want my friends, say, say what you wish. Say all the things that I would say for you being not my friend, but because that's my friend, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to put some religion on your comments, like all of that. I'm gonna need you. No, you will not look at her legs. I don't care that she has seventy-five foot of legs. Just pretend she's a midget. In your mind, she has no. She's an amputee in your mind. You know oh what I'm saying? God. Like I cannot stand you. I, I I'm gonna take the compliment. I'm gonna receive it. Your right but boob is almost out. Not now, wow. in that not now. I'm talking about in oh. the picture, in the whiskey sour picture. So that's that's how that's how Lucretia cut me, cussed me out, and I was like, my sister made this artwork. Okay, so titties are out in artwork all the time. I mean, yeah, but I just was like, here we go. So she decided not to support my podcast for that reason. She, she's not supporting your titties, and I'm all for that. <laughs> you, 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 in any way. Cletus, I appreciate you. Knee you. dimples. You supposed to have knee dimples. Knee dimples. I got a whole joke about hitting some nussy, and here you go with knee dimples. Anyway, I, I'm gonna receive all the compliments. Rain down on me. And that's the so, problem. When you keep putting pictures up like that, it's gonna be men that gonna want to rain down on you, and that's the issue. Now I'm had to come play meteorologist and be like, nigga, there ain't nothing but sunny skies around my front. <laughs> Anyway, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Tell them what you got coming up. Definitely want to have you back. I want to talk because I, I was I wanted None to, of the stuff you wanted to talk to me about. We talked about nothing, nothing like <laughs> I'm the worst. It's ever. your fault. It, it's really I'm not taking taking any accountability here. I'm not going to do it. Oh, I'm the worst interview ever. So like. and then 
Yeah, it, it, but you just have to roll with the punches. But that's also the purpose to be able to have dope conversations where it doesn't feel scripted, like it's thought out. We had a good time. And I would definitely want to bring you back because I wanted to talk about clean comedy because I reviewed your website and all these different things. And so tell us where, where your next show, where, where they can find you, where they can watch you on the televisions. Yep. So all, all social media is clean as comedy. C-L-E-T-U-S comedy is on all social media, even though Kevin Tony Baker kind of made me go by my real name. My real name is Nicholas. How about that? Did you get that out of any of your research? You didn't get that, did you? Nope. I didn't get that far, but I... I figured that Cletus was a fake name. Yeah, and it because came. you're not. I mean, you, you. I'm southern, you, but not that southern. Not, not that southern. Yeah, I haven't been a slave in a long time. So, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah. So Cletus comedy though, C L E T U S comedy on all social media except Christian Mingle, uh, where my name is my rod and staff comfort you. Um, <laughs> you can find me there. You can of course find me on Kevin Stage Studios production Churchy, where I play the role of Deacon Charles. Um, later on this year, I am going to be doing my own tours. Probably going to be about eight to ten cities, but okay. I'm really excited about doing that. So look at me for me to do, do those. Find me in comedy clubs, churches, uh, all kinds of places. Lots of places I ain't supposed to be in, but I'm still doing comedy, man, because I still think that um, I'm still top 500 dead or alive. So um, come check me out on that. Top 500 dead or alive, man. Like, I'm in there. Um, I'm a genius in real life, but not a Kanye genius because I wear regular shoes. Um, other than that, man, find me trying to kind of <laughs> have put my daughter through college and and just try to keep my son off the pole. So that's that's what that's what I'm doing at this point. I yeah. So yeah, guys, thank you for for tuning in. Um, like, I don't even know where this went. I don't even know. Where. I, oh, you can find me every morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have a, a morning show that I do. I know it's way too early for y'all to watch the repeat on the West Coast, but 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I have a morning show that I do called See You in the Morning. It's about it's between 15 to 30 minutes every day of me just kind of musing about what's going on in my life, what's going on in the world, and just trying to start people's day off with some sort of positivity so you can do that. You can also find me on the Michael Collier Morning Show every morning at 7 a.m pacific time uh, so i'm on there with him and i'm also a co-host on michael's podcast michael talks to everybody so you can go on and check that out too i'm doing a lot of stuff man find me man i'm just trying i'm just trying to be trying to be i just want to be trying to be great we're just really trying to be successful i just don't want to be a, i just don't want to be a nissan yeah but current you know i say this this is the best way to describe it we're wealthy it's just not in liquid form okay it's coming it's it's there we just physically can't swipe it or take it out uh the account so we wealthy that's it i'm I'm gonna adopt that i'm muscular it's just not in solid form that's how I, listen that's how i feel about my ass i'm like my i'm proportioned but i was like you know in my mind i'm thick like but i'm thin <laughs> you definitely slim thick you definitely slim thick yeah, I, I gotta I gotta get off the sugar and these uh the carbs. I'm gonna leave them alone. Uh and at some point I'm gonna do a crunch or two. And I'm, I'm operation right Operation Lose the Gut, get a butt is in full effect. I'm leaving. I'm gonna see y'all here next week. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>